Coming up today, we're going to have a news and rumors discussion. That's next on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome everyone to episode number 268 of Traveling with a Mouse. My name is John, and I am joined today by Adam. What's up, everybody? And Adam. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, we, have, we have yet another week without Jason, but I promise he'll be back on the show one day. Well, uh, he's he's been a busy fellow. One day when he's not saving the world. One day when he's not saving the world, one bit of data information at a time. I don't know. Mobility data. Right. There you go. At a time. All right. So, you know, things have been eh, maybe a little slow, but uh, we do have news coming this week because, for one thing, Disney Springs is opening. It's officially open right now. Yep. As you're listening to this. (laughs) As you're listening to this, it should be open. You might be listening to us from Disney Springs, for all I know. Unless something really crazy happened and yeah. they shut everything down. But In that case, we're going to record a different set of <laughs> the first part of this episode just to, to fit with the right the times. Yeah, we'll, we'll record an alternative. So, boy, what the heck happened today at Disney Springs? Is everybody okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had this massive protest. <laughs> yeah. This is our uh, alternative version, just right. in case. <laughs> right. Just in case. If not, uh, wow, everything went so smoothly today at Disney Springs. That was pretty cool, right? Yeah, that was awesome. Glad it's reopened. (laughs) So let's not get into that too deep just yet. Okay. But I will jump into some news. How's that sound? Sounds good. Let's do it. I would like to start with Disney Cruise Line extends its suspensions of operations through to July 27th. I personally, I have a cruise for later this year still booked, and okay. since, it's in, since it's in December, I really feel optimistic about it, but I am keeping tabs on this just to see how far out they are mm-hmm. doing these, and well, we're, we're practically halfway there as far as the ones they've <laughs> yeah. suspended, so... It keeps we'll inching s- along, doesn't it? Yeah. Two things, like we could have a vaccine by then, right, if Operation Rapid Pace, what's it called? <laughs> Operation. I have no idea. Super quick. I forgot what it is. All right. <laughs> super. We'll call it that. Fast. <laughs> Flash. Or a second wave could hit and they have to cancel cruises again. So it could be really good or it could be really bad or nothing. And then you just have to do like social distancing on the boat still, you think? On the ship, I should say. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they'll come work. up with a plan because they definitely don't want to do this for the entire year if they can help it they must have some idea of what they feel like because guests currently booked on affected sailings will be offered the choice of a cruise credit to be used for a future sailing within 15 months of their original sale date or a full refund so if they say within 15 months of the original sale date that they sounds to me like they plan on going sooner rather than later yeah these guests and travel agents will receive an email from Disney Cruise Line outlining details and next steps. Guests who book the reservation through a travel agent should contact them directly with any questions. Those who book directly with Disney Cruise Line and have questions after receiving their email should call Disney Cruise Line. They have a list of the impacted sailings so far. Disney Magic has several sailings throughout May, June, and July. 
Wonder has sailings throughout May, June, and July. One of those actually went over into August, August 3rd. That's when it was coming back anyway. The Dream, of course, has sailings canceled through May, June, and July, as well as the Fantasy. And it gave the specific dates, I guess, just so in case you were wondering if it included yours, which that, that should, you know, the fact that they've canceled all through the end of July should have given you that clue. Just saying. <laughs> yes. So Are my dates affected? They're in July. Yes, yes. Yours were affected. Oh, so, no. Moving yeah. along. Hopefully, Disney would have reached out to you before we did. <laughs> that was yes, case. hopefully. Yeah, that would be bad if they didn't. I wonder how many people just show up anyway on their cruise date to the uh, port and just see if see if they'll take them. Die. You know, I wouldn't surprise me that somebody would show up. Yeah, probably. Yeah, hopefully your cruise will continue unaffected by any of this. Hopefully as planned. Well, yeah, what would you do if, if they enforced social distancing and masks or stuff like that, and depending on how they did it? Well, I would hope they would have an idea a little closer to the time. Yeah. So... The original dates in which mine had to be paid in full was September 1st, which I feel like that's probably different now, but I don't know. I'd have to check for sure. Yeah, I don't know how far they pushed that. Uh, they had an extension or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But I don't know. If I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it affects sailings that far out yet, but we should know if it not. I mean, here we are in May. I would think in the next couple of months, if nothing's really changed much, they should at least give us an idea by then. Right. Yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, I pl- I would still plan on it unless I, you know, see something I guess drastic come about. Hopefully, there's no such thing as a second wave or anything like that. That would definitely screw things up. So, yeah, I think I'm going to slow play the paying it off though. Like normally, I would try to get it paid off as soon as possible, but I think I'm going to slow play that now. <laughs> yes, as if it was poker. The poker term, yeah. <laughs> well, just because. I mean, as of right now, I only put X amount of dollars, right? I brought it down to an even number. And mm-hmm. I've been using the, taking advantage of my Disney Visa, the six month 0%. So I'm only paying right. what I absolutely have to. So I don't know if I'm going to put anything more on it anytime soon. Well, before we get into the major stories, I thought would be interesting to mention, and that is about the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. It appears as though they are going to pick up construction on that very soon. Disney filed some more permits for installing show scenes and, you know, like scene props and elements and things to the hotel. So, so, you know, the exterior looks pretty well done. The Diz posted some pictures of the, the old Hollywood Studios entrance area that whole uh, used to be a bridge over there looks like has been demolished now so all the area around the hotel they have done some some construction on some things around it so that project appears to be still ongoing yes so contrary to practically no one's belief this is not going to end up like the classic years yeah it seems like they are pushing this one more than (laughs) any other project so they will not allow it (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anybody truly believed that, although someone, they've made jokes about it. I don't think they ever truly believed that. Well, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think what we were saying was they might delay this some more or just sort of put it on hold a little bit to see, like, you know, can they still do this? But it seems like Disney's going to take a gamble here and try to see if this can be a big moneymaker for them 
over the next couple of years to help right the ship a little bit as far as, you know, the hit that they're having to take from the COVID-19 stuff. So right. The star cruiser. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. The spaceship, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. You know, it seems like they're, they're putting their eggs in this basket to see if they can, uh, you know, use this popularity of star Wars, even though, you know, some Star Wars fans, I'm sure, are not the biggest fans of what Disney's done, but Star Wars is still pretty popular, I imagine. This hotel will be popular, too. Yeah. Well, let's not forget that they overestimated on Galaxy's Edge. That's the true. The impact that it would have. So, you know, a little too enthusiastic. More enthusiastic than the actual fan base about the Star <laughs> Star Cruiser. <laughs> right. i got to be honest, the way things are shaping up, it might be a while before I try this one out. It might so yeah. yeah well especially the potential price range of thousand dollars a night kind of price range they're talking about at least minimum you know so yeah i don't think i'll venture into that anytime soon so yeah, but they're working on it it seems like so there you have it permits permits are there there it is yeah construction permits don't lie <laughs> <laughs> to follow up on a couple of places for disney springs as we mentioned uh being opened Mm-hmm. right now, which if yeah. you're listening to us from Disney Springs, you might know this information already, but Morimoto Asia, Pizza Point, and I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Is it Vivoli Il Gelato? Close enough. Sure. It's going to reopen on the 22nd. That's right. Friday. If this is if you're listening to this on Friday, then it's today. You would already know, open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. for Gelato and Morimoto Asia, the main dining room service—I mean, ding, main dining room dinner service—open from 4:30 p.m. to 9 p.m. And Morimoto Asia Street Food, the outdoor location, will be open from 11:30 a.m. to 9 p.m. So, pretty typical hours for the most part. Right. They probably go a little bit later with Disney Springs and on normal. Right. Pizza Point will be 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. It doesn't really give specific details other than. The Dine Safe Commitment to Care program is a comprehensive set of re-engineered operating procedures to minimize contact risk and bolster hygiene protocol. They have a couple of things in place here. To go along with that is to enhance health and safety measures, guests would be required to wear face coverings at all times except while eating and drinking. Ensuring current social distancing procedures are upheld via the redesign of table layouts for seating guests as directed by the local and state regulators in compliance with the CDC. Enhanced cleaning and sanitation protocols, of course, multiple hand sanitizing stations, controlled access to the facility to carefully monitor incoming and outgoing patrons, and uh, using single-use menus to limit contact. So those types of things you should expect from there. Mm -hmm. Team member safety. They will undergo a health check when they report to work, sanitize their hands when they report to work, and require to wash and sanitize their hands every 20 minutes throughout the shift, and wear a mask while on duty and undergo a comprehensive DineSafe training program. So it sounds like they have reasonable things in place Yeah. to me. Really wondering how that washing your hands every 20 minutes is going to work out, though. I think your hands <laughs> would probably be raw at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll right. see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Plus, having to wear a mask the whole time, it's not going to be ideal being a server at any restaurant. An important thing to note is if you, uh, some of the restaurants are taking reservations, but just because you can get a reservation doesn't guarantee you entry into Disney Springs because they have only three entry points currently. 
I think four actually. There's two at the orange garage, one in the lime, and there's one at the pedestrian bridge, if I'm understanding that correctly. And so, yeah, you have to get past those entry points in order to get into Disney Springs. So just having a dining reservation, if you have a fever, for example, or don't have a mask, you obviously will not be allowed past that health check point. I saw the pictures of them. There's a lot of lanes that they created. It's kind of like a bag check area. I feel like, you know, it's interesting. They just rolled out at the parks, you know, the new security areas for, say, Hollywood Studios made it much bigger. They were working on it for Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Magic Kingdoms is still kind of big, but I think they were working on that area too. Now it makes you wonder, is it big enough? <laughs> you know, they've made them bigger, but is it big enough? Because they got to spread the people out so much when they do reopen the parks. So here's a question concerning Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular restaurant on the list of ones you know that are going to be open mm-hmm. that based on looking at the protocols, you would be like, you know what? I think I'll wait. Or do you say, or is there one over there in particular, you're like, you know what, I'm willing to risk it, even with the annoying, I mean, let's be honest, even though they're necessary, they are annoying measures. Or would you risk risk it with the annoying measures in place? Well, if I was a local, I would say no, probably, because I could do without any of them if I've gone without them for two months. But uh, the curiosity point, I would probably check it out but there's no restaurant that i'm like i have to have something from there you know that was my thought i was like there's no place over there that i just like i'm so itching to get back to or anything that i'm like you know what i'm gonna eat through my face mask you know (laughs) (laughs) right especially for what i'm gonna be charged because i'm pretty sure the prices are still gonna be on par from what they were before i don't think there's gonna be any changes there right I just, I, I'm trying to find the value versus, and I hate to say it this way, I know it's necessary once again, I'm not trying to say that they shouldn't do it, but versus the hassle. <laughs> yeah. Well, for yeah. us, I mean, we're way out of towners. If we were right. locals, I might consider going and picking up lunch just to see, just to be able to be there again for a few minutes and then just take it back home kind of thing. I might do right. that. That'd be about as close as I would get. Now I consider doing takeout at the ones that have the takeout, like, uh, you know, Morimoto has the outside part. That would probably be more plausible. Yeah. So. But you could call in in order to go, I guess, at all of them, so. I guess so. I might do something like that, but, again, I'm not obviously going to drive down there being a, uh, you know, not a local. But, like, for instance, getting stuff to go, I mean, you're not going to Disney Springs to get stuff to go. You're going there to, you know, have the experience, I guess. You're actually going there to go in and sit down, or you're going there to shop and, you know, mm-hmm. go go to eat while you're shopping, that sort of thing. It's well, not really a, yeah, when I stayed at the Hilton across the street, I would walk over there and pick up stuff and bring it back to the hotel. Yeah, but, there you go. But, you know, that was the only reason I did it. What how... I wonder how Chicken Guy will work. Yeah, that's a good is it on question. The list to even be open? It is. Yeah, it's supposed it's open today. Yeah. So, see, Chicken Guy is one I would actually probably still go for that because, I mean, you take your stuff outside. So, imagine outside if the tables are spread out far enough that they don't. Yeah. You don't have to wear a mask outside, maybe. I don't know. 
Not a very big area over there, though. No, it's not. And, of course, you can always just take it anywhere, really, if you wanted to, once you're out. Once you got it. They were expanding Chicken Guy, but I don't know if they ever finished that. Weren't they going to, like, demolish the gift shop for Planet Hollywood and make it bigger? That would be one place that I would probably still get, just because I still have plenty more sauces I want to try out. And it's cheaper. And, uh... I can sit outside. Right. <laughs> so that one I would probably be more likely to look look at. That's just me. Yeah. And like the Polite Pig has some outdoor seating. There you go. But I wouldn't mind. You know, so there's a lot of them that do. So I wouldn't mind it. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I'm personally not there yet where I'm going to go just for a restaurant, you know, kind of thing. Okay. So just going down the list, it looks like... um Guests with hotel reservations for early June are being notified of their cancellations. Mm-hmm. Just kind of yep. quickly get that one out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. The operating hours update shows the park closures are extended further into June so far. I don't think they've done all of June, actually. So maybe they're holding out hope that the park itself may actually open. I Possibly. don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So also going kind of going along with that Disney did reach an agreement with the union that clears the way for recalling cast members to work at Walt Disney world. So they've reached an agreement that can get the cast members back to work when they decide that's going to happen. So it looks as though it's getting closer. Yeah. They reached a deal ensuring that anyone who can, who contracts COVID-19 will have paid time off to quarantine. That was part of the deal. Um, mm-hmm. Cast members will be trained on how to conduct self-assessments regarding symptoms of COVID-19 at home. Uh, Disney will provide a thermometer to anyone who requests one. Casts who have COVID-19 symptoms can call in free of attendance discipline. Additional safety procedures put in place by the company include masks for guests and cast mandatory. Casts will pro- be provided three masks, social distancing practices, training at multiple levels, Plastic barriers at all the cash registers, increased cleaning in high traffic areas, uh, touchless transactions at cash registers. Disney had never gotten on board with the um, tap pay, like Apple Pay cards stuff. Or, or your phone, you know, the Apple Pay, that kind of stuff. I imagine that's what they're going to be using. It'll be interesting to see what they've come up with. I don't see why they couldn't just find a way to, like, if you have a card linked to the app. Why couldn't you just you can either scan it from a distance or they can tap it or something? Yeah. Well, Disney-owned and operated locations are going to open on the 27th, so a week after Disney Springs opened today. Next Wednesday, Disney Marketplace Co-op, the World of Disney, Deluxe Burger, those are the Disney-owned and operated locations at Disney Springs. They are going to be open. Maybe they're still trying to work out, you know, having those screens in front of the registers and the, the how to pay thing. Maybe they're trying to work that out. And Well, I know part of it was the union deal I just talked about because it wasn't officially in place until like, I don't know, yeah. four days ago, something like that. Four so, or five. I mean, within yeah. the last week. So maybe that, that too is one reason why they had to delay yeah. that. But I, I agree with what they, the deal they worked out. I think that's good for the cast members. So um, I think that's taking care of them. I heard you say they're giving cast members three masks each, which is yeah. nice, but they will not be giving any guests masks if you do not have one. So 
If you show up and you don't have a mask, you will not be allowed in. And if you show up thinking, oh, I don't have one, but they'll give me one, that is not the case. They will not be handing out masks to anyone, at least not for now at Disney Springs. You know, I think I found a pretty interesting way to get around all this. Can I show up in, like, full Vader costume? <laughs> that would. Well, does he, uh, does that filter out toxins, his mask? I don't know. No, we're, we're talk- that's, that's the stormtroopers. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Vader's, I'm pretty sure without his, he would die. I so. thought Finn said they don't filter out toxins, the stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. that just filter out smoke. That's what he said. Yeah. Which is kind of stupid. Why? Do they- <laughs> yeah, it's like, really? What's the <laughs> point of having helmets then? It only filters out smoke. Really? Right. Could they not have taken that extra step here? I mean, yeah. Never mind. Well, uh, the first order had budget cuts too, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they had to cut back on something. <laughs> yeah. The state of Florida will move to what Governor DeSantis calls a full phase one, mm-hmm. which was actually affected this past Monday, but it extended the previously announced plans, which, of course, Disney has their own, but restaurants allowing 50% capacity, which was up originally from 25%. Retail's moved to 50% capacity as well. And gyms operating while respecting social distancing and sanitizing measures are included now. I don't know if that's going to affect what Disney decides to do as far as capacity goes. I didn't see that in the guidelines. It's, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'm sure they have an idea of how they're going to... They mo- just said they were monitoring it. They didn't give specifics as far as how many they would let in at a time. But it would be greatly reduced from what they normally have because normally it's ninety percent, <laughs> right? On um, just about all of them. So, yeah, it was reported that Hong Kong Disneyland is getting ready to do cast member soft openings. I would say this is still in the rumor category as as of recording this, but it sounds as though they are approaching a reopening date soon because they are having cast members show up soon so so it seems like it would make sense that hong kong would open soon if uh, shanghai is already open you know i I haven't really seen any further update i guess if nothing disastrous has happened with shanghai so far so it must be going well yeah i haven't heard any news one way or the other on it so i imagine you know i mean there's nothing no big stories are coming out of shanghai so that's that can only be good it sounds like things are are going along as smoothly as can be expected. So, so maybe by early June we could see at least Hong Kong open as well. That would be two Disney parks around the world open again, which would be a good sign. So, yes, most definitely. Disney announces leadership restructuring. That's kind of the biggest (laughs) news we've had recently. Yeah. Big time. What was the way that was presented in that one tweet that you saw? <laughs> There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Yeah, we're not trying to steal that from anybody in particular, but we just thought it was good. So, yes. <laughs> great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I only wish we had thought of it first. Sure. They announced leadership restructuring, but Josh tomorrow has been named the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. You might know that the person who was the previous Chairman of Disney Park Experience and Products, a guy by the name of Bob Chapik. Yes. I'll hold for applause. Keep holding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Still not the biggest fan of the 
the way you go about things. But anyway, Josh has been Walt Disney World's leader for less than a year. Yeah. He's taken over from George, uh, how do you say his last name? Cal, Calgridis, 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 I think I'm saying it right, Calgridis, um, in September of 2019. So succeeding tomorrow will be Jeff Fowl, a 30-year mm. cast member who most recently served as president of Disney's Signature Experiences. I don't really know much about him. I mean, have you heard much about him? I haven't, but I know Disney Signature Experiences includes, I believe, Outlani, Disney Cruise Line, and The Adventures by Disney. So That sounds good, then. Yeah, three the those, pretty the well-run machines there in the Disney arsenal. So... It doesn't seem to have slipped or gotten any worse in the last couple of years when he's been running it. So he must be doing pretty well, I would think. So hopefully Disney World's in good hands, but we'll see. Oh, a lot of people feel very optimistic about the future of the parks with tomorrow at the helm. Oh, yeah. um, of course, he's oh, going yeah. to be answering to Chapik. So right, we'll see how that goes we'll see how much of that you know he's allowed to be free with yeah well Um, i think in terms of new stuff we're gonna have a period of restraint because of the money issues and having to pull back on a lot of things Quite possibly but what tomorrow does incredibly well is he seems to do a good job of inspiring the cast members and making them feel heard and making them feel like they're important and special so if he can do that across the board, then it will have a ripple effect on guest experience, which is probably the area where Chapik did the worst. And maybe tomorrow can kind of clean that up and make the guests feel important again as well. So, Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I heard the points. I heard points just recently talking, going back to Chapik. Sorry, I'm not trying to. Yep. Harp on it too much, but I heard some points not too long ago saying about talking about him not being the one who really, what am I trying to say, was the one who started the whole IP influx or anything like that. Right. Yes, I know that there were IP used or IP was an idea back in the day. It's just, it's the, to the extent that he has taken it is mm-hmm. the issue. Yeah. I don't expect in nothing to be IP. Obviously, you have the intellectual properties for a reason. You should use them, yes. But, right. People don't want to see it around every corner, necessarily. I mean, there are people who remember original ideas for attractions, and they worked mm-hmm. out. And they should have at least occasionally something that's an original right. idea being used for an attraction. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's just been so long since they've really had one, in my opinion. Right. I can't yeah. think of anything. Uh, in recent right everest so. is, is is what we can think of as probably the most yeah. recent and that's coming on 20 years now yeah yeah 15 well years. it's 15 years yeah. yeah it's been 15 years since one that's not a disney-owned product and it turned out to be successful go figure right yeah very successful so because it was done well you yes. know if you do something well that's right. the argument i've made with traction like flight of passage right it's mm-hmm. not the fact that it's Avatar that's why it's successful. It's what you did with the attraction itself. It's the elements you used. And yeah. you could take just about any story and use those effects 
and it would still be just as popular as Flight of Passage is. Mm-hmm. Avatar had very little to do with it. Right. It's the whole experience of being in the queue and even the pre-show and all the different I mean, elements I, of it. I can very safely say that I enjoy Flight of Passage more than I do Avatar the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> so, 100%. It had nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. But I think I look forward to D23, even though Disney's going to announce like nothing cool coming to the parks because of COVID-19, going to halt everything. But Josh Tomorrow is a people person, so be, him being the one who does the keynotes now for parks and resorts I think will be really cool to see because he's a good speaker versus Chapik, who is very cold and not very <laughs> exciting whatsoever. Uh, not enthusiastic. Leave him to do the numbers and be the mean boss guy, and tomorrow will get to be <laughs> the. the uh, <laughs> tomorrow will be get to be you know the fun spokesperson and you know hopefully infuse some old blood into the uh, the Disney experience again. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really do hope that Chapek succeeds at his position because that means that Disney succeeds. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I. I got to be honest. I'm just I'm I'm tired of the bobs. I mean, I really am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bo- the bobs have their time is up. <laughs> right. And this probably means that tomorrow is second in line to the throne, so to speak, now. So that's a cool thing to think of. Is hopefully one day he'll become CEO as well, and you know maybe lead the company into a new era of where guests are more important than the bottom line yeah there you go all right so we did harp on that a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. made that more into it more <laughs> rightfully so i think I, think that <laughs> I i'm sorry josh but we made it less about you and more about the bobs so, <laughs> particularly the chapik one right well good good for you though congratulations he's well deserved <laughs> exactly right well deserved. we wish you nothing but the best there's a lot of people that's got confidence in your abilities apparently just yeah. based on your track record yeah. And that goes the the same here. Yeah. I mean, every week he posts something from Disney World, you know, from being in an empty park that is just like, you know, an inspiring message or something. And yeah, yeah it's like he, he's, he gets it and the fans are eating it up and right. you know, the Disney fans love him. They don't love Chapik so much. Just saying. So yep. anyway. And the, what's kind of funny is Bob kind of flew, uh, Chapik that is, kind of flew under the radar a little bit, except for those that were really in the know up until recently when he was named. So now everybody knows yeah. that they're not that thrilled <laughs> with him, right. I guess, yeah. because of what other people, because of what people who were a little closer to it have said. Yep. And it kind of just feeds off of that. So, I mean, I guess I do pity him in some ways, but, um, you know, he's, I don't think he really cares what my opinion is one way or the other. Yeah. So, he cares about money. Oh. Yeah. If what well, he if long if what he does still works, then so be it, right? So Right. So be it, Jedi. Exactly. It's funny yeah. you should say it in that way and mention it that way. All but right, yeah, so, hopefully he'll do well. Alright, all right, so we seem to have flown through the news discussion because I can't think of a single thing else that I really wanted to do <laughs> news wise. Yeah, well we ended on a high note if that we ended on a high note. The, yeah, if if this. Well, is there it. are a couple of other shakeups. There was one. Let's see, what was the one? The guy who left for TikTok. Oh the yeah. The guy who basically was in charge of. 
I forgot about he that. He was one. in charge of Disney Plus, essentially. Kevin Mayer yeah. was chairman of the division, direct to consumers. So he left to become the CEO of TikTok. So now it's um, weird. Yeah. And so Rebecca Campbell, who, when Josh tomorrow became president of Disneyland, I mean, sorry, Disney world, he moved from Disneyland and, uh, Rebecca Campbell filled his position there as president of Disneyland. And now she is being promoted to this chairman of direct to consumer and international. So, you know, she's moving up as well. Well, She's moving to a much busier position at the moment uh, yeah. versus the one she was in. <laughs> right. The only moneymaker uh, yeah. for Disney right now is Disney+. Yeah. Plus, so. <laughs> Disney's done pretty good. That's, a, that's something we can discuss because Disney's done pretty good with how they've handled Disney+, Plus as far as adding content. Yeah. They were pretty smart, and it's showing right now by not rolling out everything immediately because it gives them something new to put out in cases just like this. You know, that they held back some of their cards, that they were able to put out an impressive lineup for the opening and yet still have some ammunition left to use later on. I think they've yeah. done that successfully. And they've managed to add some things that you wouldn't really think about necessarily. Like, for instance, I thought that Coco concert was pretty good. The one that they uh, originally did at the Hollywood Bowl. I watched that one. It kept my attention. Yeah, I watched those. I forgot what they're called, but the Mandalorian kind of like behind the scenes. Right. Those were really good as well. I watched those, the you know, the little things that are adding. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then I have the prop culture that yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, prop culture is good. Yeah. They, they added Adam's favorite movie, National Treasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, prop culture I thought was, I've watched a few of those episodes. I haven't, it's one of those things that I've watched where I'm, I haven't really given it my full attention every time I've watched it. Like there was always yeah, something yeah. else going on. So I need to really give it yeah. my full attention. I, I like, it's good, yeah. <laughs> a it's, couple of times. Yeah, especially some of the films in there that they discussed. Like once you wouldn't. I, one thing that I, I did watch in like in that first episode of Mary Poppins, I had no idea how much of those props like just don't exist anymore. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of surprising. I mean, maybe not so much because of the time period, but it was just kind of surprising that no one thought to hang on to them. Right, you know? yeah. So many people, we have movies back then, they would just destroy everything as soon as it was over. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. You know, I guess they didn't think about, you know, the lasting appeal and, you know, the internet coming along and people trading and collecting memorabilia like that. I guess back then, no one really thought of it. It's like as soon as the movie was done, you may fire when ready. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. What? That's a wrap. All right, burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it it was interesting with the snow globe that they were able to get some of the original of it from, from Mary Poppins, the Feed the Birds snow globe. Right, yeah. Things like that. Or at least they had the mold for the umbrella. <laughs> I'm just shocked that something like that umbrella didn't make it. I mean, why? I mean, why would someone not think that was? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, going to be valuable down the road. Yeah. I mean, something like that. I mean, yeah. Nowadays, they'll save props just because they know people collect stuff. You know, exactly. <laughs> they make more money off of that than the movie. Sometimes there's always the possibility, though, that it's unknown 
the fate of some of those things, but it's always the possibility that it did end up in the hands of private collectors that just don't want to advertise it. Yeah, it's possible. So, I'm sure. Yeah. So it could still exist in the world. True that. But you know, and it comes out yeah. when the the person dies and there's like an estate sale or something. And like, whoa, this guy had a closet full of Mary Poppins stuff. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Anything else you've come across on Disney Plus that you just... I, I haven't gone back and finished watching uh, the new episodes of The Clone Wars recently. I just haven't had the opportunity to... Yeah, I know I need to watch that. Yeah, I've watched most of them, but I haven't watched all of them that's still out there. Um, I don't think they finished it yet either. Yeah. I don't think. I will say that my nephews were very excited because Rise of Skywalker was on there and they hadn't seen it yet. And so they saw it and loved it. Really? So it just shows you, yeah, it just goes to show you the the age range. You know, kids don't Much. see all the stuff that we see as adults. They just see the cool factor of, you know, the fight scenes and all the different elements of Much. what makes Star Wars appealing to kids. Much to your brother's disappointment. They enjoyed it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But they, kids love what they love and you know it appeal I, i'm sure there's a whole generation of kids that will like these more than they do any of the other. i'll be like really even though you've seen the original trilogy you... right <laughs> right <laughs> even yeah. though you've seen the original trilogy you still like, They'll this? like the i mean yeah. and there's kids or young adults now who are in their what or 20s that probably think the prequels are the best yeah i guess so it has Maybe. There might uh, be some. <laughs> okay. Maybe. There might be some that are, are brave enough to admit that. There's a few. If there's yes. anyone out there who's brave enough to admit that Attack of the Clones yeah. is their favorite Star Wars movie, I would love to have you on this show. <laughs> if there is someone within this listening audience. I'm sure I'm there's sure someone there out there somebody. that exists, but if you're within earshot sure of this podcast, we want, to, we want to have you on just to know why. <laughs> What is it about Attack of the Clones that makes it your favorite? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Anything maybe that was added that I just, I mean, I need to go look for some things that wasn't there before just to see if they've been added. Because um, I feel like they try to put the new ones advertised. Yeah, nothing. We still watch the Mickey shorts occasionally. I can, I pick up some new things from that sometimes. Oh, yeah. Things that I may so you've become a fan now? Yeah, I enjoy them, but I mean, I'm not going to go and say that it's like better than the old ones. But they have their place. They're funny. Yeah. It's it's different. But I they are, and I love that they put so many references in there yeah. of all kinds of different Disney references. Right, right, right. Very, A lot of park references. They're packed with them. Yeah, mm. there are a lot of like them. the um the Swiss Alps one. I think it was like it started mm-hmm. out with the. The Swiss Yeah, Swiss mm-hmm. was the theme. Yeah. And it had a Yeti. It just looked like the Yeti from, not from Everest, but from, uh, it looked just like the Yeti from um, Matterhorn, the original right. one that they did. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Potato Land has a lot of park references in there, of course. Yeah. And uh, there's one with the birds where he talks, he, he does the quote, the Walt's quote of Birdland is your land or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I remember him doing the bird line. And then he, of course, says feed the birds. So that's another right. Mary Poppins uh, reference. So there's tons of uh, references in there that are really cool when you catch them. Yep. 
Yeah. And there, like I said, there's some, there's some pretty funny stuff. Like one of the funniest ones that I always think of, I mean, there's plenty of funny ones still the one where Mickey can't say no. That's one of the funniest ones to me. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Well, I think we're, we're really searching for material this week. Hopefully we'll have some better material next time. Well, not that this wasn't good, but just more material. Yeah, or maybe we'll dig back into the vault and do some old, uh, redo some old topics that we, you know, could revisit, like Horizons yeah. or something. Yeah. We've never mentioned Horizons on this podcast ever. <laughs> not at all. Not saying yeah. it's one of the, not saying it's one of the greatest attractions that Walt Disney World ever made. Nothing like that. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. So if you agree with that statement, or if you just want to discuss that statement or disagree with it, you can find us. Uh, one of the ways you can find us anyway is on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. And we also have a Spreadshirt store in which we have exclusive TWTM merchandise there, in which you can purchase and or you can give us a gift, whatever you would like to do. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And we also have a website where you can find links to all those things and more. And that is at travelingwiththemouse.com. We have an email address there as well. You can email us podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash TWTM podcast. So for Adam... And Adam, this is John, and this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. Hey, Adam, you didn't say that much during this uh, episode. Uh, you all right there? I'm fine. <laughs> you just said all the things I was going to say, so. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't, I never really knew which Adam I was talking to. Well, like, apparently it was just that Adam. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I get it. Sorry, I talk too much. Oh, brother. <laughs>